One quarter down, three to go in what might be the final game in the pro career of some of these guys. The battle for positions is intense right now, and the Argonauts, we're just taking a look at the break of, uh, we didn't get an official list of all of the scratches. Like, there's no starters out there. No, no, this is this is strictly an audition kind of game, and uh, again, a lot of these guys probably didn't get a lot of reps in the first preseason game. They they need a look at these guys just to see if they have what it takes, and we're seeing a lot of uh, a lot of good performances tonight. Tycast now moving right to left as they flip things around. They'll have the wind here in the second quarter with a two nothing lead. Claros almost intercepted. Oh boy, laying flat out trying to get that football was Curtis Newton out of Guelph, who was. I, one of the biggest surprises on the Argos last year. I didn't expect him to make the team. He had eligibility left, made the team out of Guelph, and almost had an interception there. Yeah, he's he's a good. He's going to be a good linebacker. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of see him more like that weak side position, that will, and traditionally that's always been a Canadian linebacker spot. But they got him playing the MAC position right now. Ultimately, that Canadian has to be able to play all three of those linebacker positions. Great job of stretching out trying to get that pick. He's the guy who's got to cut his teeth on specials, though. Kolaris gets drilled by Cam Walker as he gets rid of the football. It is complete as Tolliver makes the catch. I have no idea. I obviously, Kent Austin was not happy with the Ticat starters only having a 2-0 lead over the Ar- Argo backups. He's left the first unit in there, and he just left... Kolaris in there, vulnerable, and he got drilled by another former Guelph Griffin in Cam Walker. Yeah, and that's the second consecutive uh, time that Cam Walker has gotten to Zach Kolaris. Cam's doing a great job coming off the edge. He's really working Xavier Fulton, the Tiger Cats left uh, left tackle, and just doing a great job of, of closing in. Quick hitter, Kolaris read the defense, dumps it off, it is complete, and it will be Tim's again with the catch. He'll take it inside the 25 for another Ticat first down. Yeah. I was in the draft room in 2015 when they selected Cam Walker. Before the draft, Barker laid out the draft strategy and said, if we can get one of two, Daryl Wad and or Cam Walker, we'll be giddy. They got them both, and they were just beside themselves being able to get both of those players where they did a couple of years ago. And Cam Walker is a player. And most impressive thing before we get, he played tackle last year when they had an injury and didn't look out of place. Well, he's he's looking up. Claros over the middle. He's got Tims inside the 10 down to the 6. And the tackle made uh, back in the secondary. And in on that tackle was Robert Woodson again. Yeah, great job by Cam Walker again coming off the edge. And again, when you have young Canadian talent coming up through the ranks, again, Cam Walker, one of those draft picks, that, that's the kind of pick that makes a guy like Ricky Foley expendable. That's yep. why Ricky's no yep. longer here. They got the Canadian kid coming hard off the edge, and uh, he comes to work every day. First down at the six-yard line, ball over the right hash mark. Tycat's moving from right to left. Gable will start on the left side. Now he'll go in into the pattern on the right side. Back to pass. Kolaris looking near side. Comes to the goal line. It is caught for the touchdown. And it's going to be Brian Timms, the second year tie cap, making the catch. And he made it uh, just inside the goal line in front of Brandon Harris. And the Ticats have increased the lead to 8 nothing. Yeah, not a bad drop by Brandon Harris. But again, his closing speed just wasn't quick enough. Uh, he gave too much of a cushion to the front corner of the end zone and uh, Zach Kloos just lays an easy ball and it's almost pitch and catch for the six points. You play corner like we talk a lot about the different positions up here right you come into the new league and it's a bigger field that's got to mess with the heads of a defensive back as well used to timing stuff to the sideline and then all of a sudden there's you know another eight yards of sideline on that side of the field. Yeah and especially if you don't get the reps uh, on this big field. 
Extra point is up and good. And after the Tim's touchdown, it is now 9-0 Ticats with 12-15 remaining here in the first half. You're listening to Toronto Argonaut Football on the home of the Boltman. This is TSN 1050. Welcome back to the Hammer. Hogan and Enziata with you. So on the commercial break, we have a commercial for Tim's. We are playing at a stadium, Tim Horton Stadium. We are in Hamilton, where you can't drive 42 seconds without seeing a Tim Hortons. And ironically, the guy who scores the touchdown, his name is Tim's. So, like, it's all coming together here. That is traditional karma for Hamilton anyways. And 42 seconds, at least 30 seconds, Hoagie. Come on. I would <laughs> I would now, if I am Kent Austin, hide the helmets of every one of the starters. Right? You got, you got the drive that you wanted. During the preseason, the last one, you leave, you go out on a high, you get some backups in there now, and you can go in with some positivity into the week before they play the Argos next Sunday. Yeah, and what little hair Ken Austin has left, you don't have to lose it all <laughs> because you're afraid uh, that Zach Caleros oh, is going to be Zach Caleros and get outside the pocket and take a hit. There's the kickoff, and it's going to be Martise Jackson taking it back at his own two-yard line. Far hash marks, 15, 20, 25, 30. Ooh, he gets smoked as he got out close to the 30-yard line. That's the problem. When a guy five foot six gets hit hard, it's good video, that's for sure. But, uh, man, he uh, he felt that one as it was uh, Cavell Connor coming in to make the hit. Well, they're trying to give Bethel Thompson as... As good a look as you could possibly get because he comes out again and they'll probably give him the whole half. But he's got to start yep. producing out there. He's got to start making some collisions. He's got to start scoring some points. Agreed. On first down, they'll get rid of the ball quickly and it is caught and fumbled. Is it a completion and a fumble? It looks like that's going to be the case and the Ticats are going to take over as Joseph Morgan made the catch but put it on the carpet and it's going to be Ticat football at the Argo 40. Yeah, not the way to uh, make a club. Uh, it was a good throw by Bethel Thompson, probably one of only maybe two completions so far this whole entire half, and unfortunately his receiver can't squeeze it quick enough and uh, puts it on the carpet, and it's a turnover. So Joe Morgan could not hang on. He's another guy who came up on the practice roster last year. Born in uh, a pretty good spot if you're, if you're a football family. He was born in Canton, Ohio. <laughs> sort of the cradle of North American football. 29 years old, has kicked around the NFL. And the Ticats will recover. And they're leaving Kolaris on the field. I do not get the benefit of this. Is that Kolaris? Nope. It, no, it's not. Sorry, right, same body type. Masoli's in. Jeremiah Masoli's going to come in. That, I, that's... <laughs> I'm relieved. I would I, I would be absolutely stunned if Kent had left him in. Well, and so Jeremiah Masoli, sixth year in the league, fifth with the Ticats in at QB. Yeah, and if you're an Argo fan, ultimately you want to see Zach Caleros get hurt. But <laughs> what I'm on. saying is, you, you know, he, he brings a dimension to the league, and you always want to have healthy starting quarterbacks that produce the excitement, that produce the points, that produce the thrill of the game, and you got to keep your starting quarterbacks healthy. Second down and seven. Back to pass, Masoli. It was a three-yard gain on first down on a running play. Now Masoli's going to roll to the left, throw across his body, and complete it down to the 30-yard line, right where the sticks are. And Speedy B's got the catch 
And they're going to move the sticks. It's a first down. Great route. Nice catch. Nice throw. First down, Hamilton. Yeah, the accuracy is really there for the Hamilton quarterbacks. And uh, you know what? Some pretty good coverage. Cariel Brooks had uh, his man right where he wanted him in trail position. Uh, very little yards after the catch. So defensively, he did his job, but it was just a very accurate throw. First down at the 30-yard line. Nose of the football just inside the 30. Ticats moving right to left, and they're going to go play action, and rolling out is Masoli, and everybody went on the play fake, and Masoli waddles his way down to 16 yards at a first down. Well, you bite that hard on the play action, but ultimately someone is responsible for the quarterback boot. It's either got to be the field side defensive end, in this case Cam Walker, or it has to be the strong side linebacker. Someone has to pick up the boot. No one did. It's a stroll in the park for Masoli, and he picks up a good 15 yards. Zach Kolaris, by the way, 10 of 17 for 126 yards and a touchdown. Again, playing against Argo, second and third stringers, and guys who are going back to university. So he should be able to put up those kind of numbers. Ground game, Ross Schurman will take it around the right side, trying to spread out and turn the corner. He couldn't. It was spread out nicely by the defense, and it'll be second down and maybe 12. Loss of a couple on that play. Ball will be placed just outside the 16-yard line. If you're wondering about McLeod Bethel Thompson's numbers, one for six, 11 yards, and the one completion was a fumble by Joe Morgan. A forgettable quarter for the Sacramento State product. He didn't have a lot of help from the O-line, though. Second down and 11, they will mark it just outside the 15-yard line. Masoli wants to go inside the five, and he's got a receiver, and it is caught down at the two-yard line, and it will be DeMar Altman, who they've been using as a returner, who will make the catch, and it'll be a first and goal for the Tabby Kitties down at the two. Yeah, all they're doing is they're running him down the hash and then cutting to the field side marker, and uh, Cariel Brooks does a good job of, again, trail position, but these accurate throws are always going to cause defensive secondaries problems, and between Masoli and uh, Caleros, they've been on target tonight. Ticats have been nicked at quarterback as well. Signed a familiar name a couple of days ago. We'll get into that as the program uh, progresses. Ticats will go to the ground. and they get the touchdown? They did. Ground game is going to work, and the Ticats just go right up the middle. And I believe that was Sherman who had the touchdown, and the Ticats have extended the lead here to 15 to nothing. Well, and let's face it, this is a tired defense. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, uh, the Tiger Cats have moved the ball effectively up and down the field. Uh, unfortunately for the Toronto Argonauts, it's a lot of two and outs. That puts the defense on the field a lot. That puts a lot of stress on the defense, and right now they do look tired. They're not closing as quickly as they have to. Uh, the lack of discipline by maintaining their, their gap assignments and, and certainly not being a stout down the A and B gaps on that touchdown. Sergio Castillo comes in for the extra point from 32 and nails it into the seats here uh, beyond the end zone at Tim Hortons Field and it is now 16-0 for the Ticats. We'll take the timeout. Argos will see what they can do offensively when we come back. You're listening to Toronto Argonaut Football on TSN 1050. Eight minutes of change remaining. Ticats have uh, upped their lead to 16-0 over the Ticats up over the Argos right now here in the second quarter of play. See what the Argos can dial up here. I want you to watch James Wilder Jr. specifically on this play. Played three years of special teams in the National Football League. 
and was anxious to play specials. He's one of the up backs. He'll uh, line up at the 35-yard line here with the two returners deep. Uh, I believe that is uh, Jackson and Worthy for the Argonauts. Just tell me what he does. I'm curious. We don't have the monitor up here uh, for the preseason game, so it's a little difficult considering we're about 15 floors up and on the 9-yard line. So you can bail me out on this one. And it is going to be taken by Chandler Worthy. 5-yard line. Up the near hash mark. 10, 15, 20. Cuts the corner. Look out. 30, 35, 40. And he'll get knocked out of bounds at the 45-yard line. And the Wilder report says... Good job. Uh, he tracked very, very well. He became part of the four-man wedge, got on his guy, and uh, made sure that his guy was nowhere near the uh, near the tackle. So, nice job by the wedge. There we go. And if you ever played in the wedge, Hoagie, I'm telling you, you got to be brave. Because you got uh, to be able to take on those kamikaze guys that want to break up the wedge. Who are crazier than the guys who are trying to protect guys in the wedge. You got that right. First down, and I love guys like that. 46-yard line is where the Argos will put it in play, and it is still McLeod Bethel-Thompson in a quarterback, and he's going to get some confidence now. He'll dump one out to Cam McDaniel at the 47-yard line. And the fight in Irish from Notre Dame represented here tonight, and he'll take that for three yards out of the 49-yard line. He's yeah. been a running back his entire career, both at uh, both at South Bend, and then he was uh, with the Alouettes for less, not even a cup of coffee, more like a cappuccino last year. And uh, he's been playing most of the time in a slot of practice. Well, it was a good job by uh, by the offensive line, but again, the coaching staff is helping out this young offensive line. Some play action that time. You'd rather be the uh, the nail rather than the hammer. Back to pass, he'll come over to the near side, and it is caught by Chandler Worthy right at the midfield stripe. He'll be a yard shy of the first down. And let's see what Mark Trustman wants to do. Good chance to practice the jumbo here. Why not? Score doesn't mean anything. Out come the bigs. I like this decision. Saki's going to go out. James Tuck will get the York representation in for JJ. He'll play the tight end on one side here, it looks like, on the short formation and with the bigs. Yep, you got Ryan Mack at right tackle, you got uh, Brandon Washington at the left tackle, and you got the new kid, Kolonkowski, at the center position. So, again, narrow your splits, get your ass really low, and get a good surge. Bethel Thompson does that, should have the first down. They're going to mark him inside the 54. He had to get not quite to the 54, so that will be an Argonaut first down. Kolonkowski, another York product, a very late draft pick a couple of years ago. Went back to York last year. He got hurt, I believe, on the first day of practice, and he was in the boot for a couple of days. So uh, he was able to play last week, got on the field a little bit, and getting quite a bit of time here so far, it looks like, tonight. Well, so, we, we, oh. pretty, we pretty much know who our starting front five are going to be on this offensive line, and that's no disrespect to who they got out there right now, but they got a very confident offensive line over the last three seasons. Right now they're looking for the sixth guy and the seventh guy. And they're going to go ground game. Here's Wilder. Bounces off one. We'll take it across midfield to the 54-yard line. So he'll maybe get a yard on first down. And we've got a nicked-up Ticat on the play holding. He first held the hamstring, which is not good. He's sitting up, though. Try and get a number for you here in a couple of seconds. Argos again open against the Ticats a week from Sunday. 4 o'clock kickoff. We'll have it here on TSN 1050. Injured Ticat is now up and walking off the field. believe that was Ryan Mueller who was the injured Hamilton player. Second down, uh, we'll call it 10. They'll put it back at the line of scrimmage. 
Well, the good news is they got a lot of their draft picks at the offensive line positions right now. Campbell, Sackey, Mason Woods, and uh, Chris Kolonkowski. All draft picks either last year or this year, and they're getting some reps and they're getting some time in, which is good just to see uh, what they can do out there. Back to pass thrown behind the receiver by Bethel Thompson as he was looking uh, on the near side in the direction of Malcolm Williams, another Canadian from Maple Ridge, B.C., and another quick offensive series for the Toronto Argos. Well, that- I'm curious to say that you're, you're confident that you know who the starters are. We can assume Tyler Holmes, Sean McEwen will start. Uh, we can assume that Van Zyl will start. Right now, I would say Watman over Dean because Jamichael's been battling a hamstring. Left tackle, I thought, would be open. Here's the punt. Ira who will get it downfield. And Ticats will get it across the 20 to the 25-yard line. And we'll be stood up there. We'll take the timeout. 16-0 Ticats over the Argos. Five minutes remaining here in the first half. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. Sandy Anunziata in for Jeff Johnson. I'm Mike Hogan. This is Argo Radio on TSN 1050. Home of the double blue this year. Surprise Brandon Washington tonight playing with sort of this first, second group of offensive linemen. That's one of the guys that I thought was going to have consideration. He's gotten some time at camp, quite a bit at left tackle, sometimes with the first unit. Uh, William Campbell, who they signed uh, out of Michigan uh, in early June, is a guy that I think may be atop that depth chart right now. We'll see next week, but it doesn't look like they're going to go all Canadian offensive line at the stage of the season. Yeah, and this is something you can put squarely on the administration previously because, you know, you, you had guys like Shannon Boatman. You had guys like Sir Vincent Rogers. Yeah. You know, you had guys that solidified that left tackle position, but you didn't do enough to make sure there was a succession plan. Last year, they went in free agency, and they got uh, the big Montreal guy. Josh and, Burke. Josh Burke, and he was a bust. So yeah. they really haven't found anyone yet. Ground game, Ticats will go to the run here, starting at their own 26-yard line with a 16-0 lead, and will get about three yards on first down. And it is still Sherman in at running back for the Tabby Kitties. Second-year player out of Lafayette, was here with the Ticats a year ago. And he'll get three on first down. Yeah, and I think for the Toronto Argonauts right now, you, you want to close the half off strong, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Hamilton is starting deep in their own zone. Let's see if you can get a a, a a quick two and out and get the offense back on the field. Second down, seven to go. Masoli steps up, and he gets drilled in the backfield. Sacked for the Argonauts as some nice play uh, up the gut, and we'll see who made that tackle. Was that Evan Foster? It was indeed Evan Foster, the end out of the University of Manitoba, who this year was the third-round draft pick. They were very happy to get him. I guess every management group says that, right? <laughs> oh, we were, we were stunned he was still there. But having gone through the process, the last I didn't get in this year, but the previous three years I was in the war room. It's amazing how they were able to call their shots. Amazing. High, high punt is going to be taken back at the 30-yard line. As it's Martise Jackson, misses one, here's two, here's three, and he could go across midfield. The little man gets tripped up at the 40-yard line. Oh, it was last call for the Hamilton Ticats, and Martise Jackson almost broke one. Great breakaway speed, and, and I love how aggressive he was trying to 
make sure he, he got through those hand tackles. And again, you want to be strong, but you want to be quick. You want to you want to be able to get through the hand tackles, and that's exactly what he did. He got to open space, and it was just that, that shoelace tackle right at the end that got him. So he was up with Winnipeg. The Bombers released him, and Jim Pop in Montreal went, oh, here's my kind of guy. And he picked him up pretty quickly. He was on the PR last year. He wasn't even a star at Florida Atlantic. I mean, it was just a guy that could return and thought might be better on the bigger field. Goes to the camp. The rest is history. There's a pass over the middle, and it is caught inside the five-yard line and taken to the one. As a great throw by McLeod, Bethel Thompson uh, is caught downfield inside the five, and just outside the goal line was Malcolm Williams. Just simple Sandlot football. It's a simple skinny post route. He delivers the ball on time and down to the five. We've hit the three-minute warning. We'll take the timeout. 2.51 remaining here in the opening half. 16-0 Ticats. But the Argos are knocking at the door. This is Double Blue Radio on TSN 1050. Cloud Bethel Thompson, Malcolm Williams, both fighting for jobs with the Toronto Argonauts and connect on a long pass inside the five-yard line down to the one. And the Argos have a first and goal, trailing 16-0 here inside three minutes remaining in the first half. And Sandy, you know we're in the Hamilton, in the hammer, because on the scoreboard during the timeout, they had a couple of fans wearing Argos Sucks t-shirt. Yeah, and uh, even though it's preseason, it's it's never, never too early to teach your kids bad words. <laughs> nice. McLeod Bethel Thompson. We'll go in the pistol. He's got Wilder behind him. He'll give it to the big man who gets hit in the backfield, spins off two tacklers, and is kept out of the end zone. Yeah, now this is a great test by this young offensive line. You know, it's second and goal. You're at the one-yard line. Get low. Make the defender go to a place he doesn't want to go. Exert your will on him and try to make this squad. Chris Davis, the second-year tie cat, had the penetration. Made the tackle. It'll be a second down and goal from the one. Argo's obviously in three-down territory. Wilder will stand to the right of Bethel Thompson. He'll get the rock. He'll get hit at the line and drag a tie cat to the end zone. Touchdown for James Wilder Jr. And the Argos are on the board. Good push by the uh, offensive line up front. That's what you need from a young offensive line. It builds their confidence. Great drive. And it's unbelievable what happens when you give your quarterback some time. So the skinny post sets up the touchdown, uh, 30-yard completion, and then the offensive line does the job after that. Great job by Wilder to get into the end zone. Proud Papa, James Wilder Sr. The still the leading rusher in the history of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who was a big back back in the day. Same size as Junior, 6'3", 230 as a running back. Yeah, we, talk, we talked about just... Just, you know, that one-two punch with a with a scat back like a Brandon Whitaker, and, and then you mix it up with a guy like like Wilder, and, and that that could really cause fits for a defense. Here's the, here's the good news, bad news situation. He gets the touchdown but forgot he was on extra point. <laughs> Sprints out there, and it gets out there just in time. Hyralahu puts it up. Bingo. Seven points now for the Argonauts. 16 for the Ticats. 2.17 remaining here in the opening half of football. It, you always like that mixture, right? Big back, small back. And Brandon Whitaker's a wide guy. He's almost 200 pounds. But there's such a difference in size. 
They could get a nice thunder and lightning thing going here with the Argos with Whitaker and Wilder. Well, and I remember when BC had that with uh, Jerome Messam and uh, and Harris, right? Yeah. Uh, so it was a great one-two punch. You didn't know who was going to get the ball in the backfield. And, and then when either one of those guys got the ball, it made you react. And it made you very uncomfortable as a defender because you didn't know if you had to be stout and really go low to take down a, a guy like Jerome Messam or, or really stay on your toes and be a lot quicker and take on a guy like a Harris. So we'll see what the Argos can do here. Hyrule who's still out doing the kicking. I would assume Ronnie Pepper's going to see the second half. They uh, brought back Hollywood from the Ottawa Rough Riders. The former Argo went up there, won a great cup ring. Spent a lot of time on the injured list. And is back to uh, give the Argos some insurance. Wrote about Liram and his longtime kicking coach, Ken Urquhart, who if, if you're around the OUA, you know who he is. You might not know what his name is or why he's there, but you know the face. He's worked with virtually every pro prospect kicker in the country, especially here in Ontario. He's worked with 25 U Sports or CIS All-Stars. Rob Maver is one of his guys, obviously, in Calgary for a long time. He's primarily worked with Western and Laurier kickers over the years. So he's worked with both Hyra Lahu and Peffer, who are guys from the Western and Laurier. Yeah. So... Um, I, I wrote about the, that relationship. You can read that on Argonauts.ca, the coach and the kicker. Ken's an interesting guy, really passionate. Not the deepest kick in the world, and it's going to be Bentley taking it for the tie catch, 20-25-30, and he gets tackled in open space. Nice job by the Argos on the cover team, and the tie Cats will start back at their own 34. Yeah, and I'll tell you why that was such a great job by the cover team, because when you have a kick that doesn't go where it's supposed to go, everyone has to adjust on the fly. And uh, with a young team and a young kickoff team, unfortunately, you don't adjust quick enough. But the Argos did a great job of adjusting to that short kick. Ball to the 34. First down. Jeremiah Masoli still in at quarterback. He's got a touchdown uh, drive under his belt so far. And they're going to go back to the ground, and Sherman's going to turn it loose. And he's got a big game for the Ticats. Going off tackle on the left side, taking it from the 34-yard line across midfield to the Argo 48. A gain of 28 yards. Yeah, and that's something that you don't want to give up on the ground, but the Hamilton Tiger Cats, they put four to the wide side of the field. They empty the backfield. Uh, Toronto was left with five in the box. You put a body on a body, and there were some big holes out there for the running back to find. So that will move the sticks. With 2.04 remaining here in this first half of play. Argos in a 43. And back to passes Mazzoli. Scrambling out of the pocket. He is under duress. And down he goes back at the 40-yard line. And it's Robert Woodson out of the University of Calgary. The safety gets the sack. Well, that's a great call at that point in the field. Ultimately, you want to send the house. You know if you're going to get beat, the quarterback has to react pretty quickly to get that ball out of his hands. The safety gets there a whole lot quicker and uh, takes him back for a good 20-yard loss. They'll officially mark it as a 20-yard loss. Right on, Sandy, and uh, it's 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 a long-distance phone call. On the scoreboard, they're saying it's 29 to go, so we'll call it a 19-yard loss. With a minute 57 left. Well, that's all you want and to the do, Ar- You're going to get the ball back, hopefully. And uh, let, let's see. I want to see the hurry up. I want to see what the quarterback does, the two-minute drill. Let's see if he can run it effectively. This is a great opportunity to 
uh, to have those one of those teachable moments. And you know what I like? They called a timeout. The Argos did to give the offense should you know they stop them here on second and 29. Uh, they'll get the offense of the ball back and give you know McLeod Bethel Thompson one more series at least. Yeah, to and, see if he can make this football team. Yeah, and maybe that's his way on the football team. Maybe this is a guy that really knows how to manage the two-minute clock, and maybe that's his strength. Second and long, and Masoli's just going to throw one out. It's a time count violation against the Ticats, so they never got it off in time. So that'll move back five yards. Second and a county to go here. Sandy and I will kick things around here at halftime. And then be back for the third quarter. Again, Argos getting ready for the Ticats on Sunday. They've been blessed so far with the weather. Tonight, a spectacular night in the Hammer. Uh, a week ago was a dynamite night at BMO Field. Yeah, and you know what? We were blessed last year. I do not recall one, one game at BMO Field that uh, was inclement. It was just fantastic weather all last year as well. So hopefully uh, they get the same kind of fortuitous uh, weather this season. Castillo's kick is high. It'll turn over. And Martise Jackson comes all the way over to the near sideline at the 16-yard line across the 20-25, and he's dragged down at the 30. And that's where the Argos will take over. So a minute 45 remaining, and they will take over at their own 30-yard line. So let's see what McLeod Bethel Thompson can do here. He is 4 of 10 so far for 57 yards in the first half. Let's see if his receivers help him out a little bit. Uh, ultimately, you, you may have to freelance a little bit. Uh, if the quarterback is scrambling, come back to the ball offensively. Uh, from an offensive line perspective, stay stout. Make sure there's no penetration and, and give Bethel Thompson some chances here. Argos moving from left to right. Ball over on the right hash mark. Bethel Thompson, nice ball, just a little high as he was looking in the direction of Cole Watson. And Watson had a dynamite game for the Argos a week ago against uh, Montreal, where he was the team's leading receiver. Six catches, 43 yards. Well, we know how important it is for the running back to pick up the pass rush. And that time, Wilder just laid out one of the Tiger Cats. He met his block up in the hole and uh, gave Bethel Thompson lots of time to deliver that ball. Second down and 10. Minute 40 left. Bethel Thompson is going to go over the middle. Has a man, and it is caught by Watson across the 45 to the 50-yard line. That's good for 20, and an Argonaut first down. Great route. Found the hole. Nice delivery by Bethel Thompson. Offensive line did a great job. So slowly but surely, the offensive unit is coming together. And again, offensive unit is made of 12 individuals. One of those guys breaks down. Unfortunately, it's an unsuccessful play. That time, all 12 working on all cylinders. Cole, Tom, or Cole Watson, rather, excuse me, from Newbury College in South Carolina. Play action. And Bethel Thompson dumps it out. And he's got McDaniel who tries the hurdle that he tried a week ago. Didn't work. And there's a flag down along the sideline. And not quite sure why. Is it, he tried to hurdle a Ticat defender who knocked him out of bounds. I don't know what else the Ticat defender could do. Well, I don't think it was a late hit. Obviously, he was overly aggressive. But this is professional football. We don't have the ref mic'd up. So bear with me. We'll try and get the call. We actually have a window in front of us as well here at Tim's. Just a second. Unnecessary runs. He's not explaining why the official tonight has been major. I didn't see it. Did you see it? I, I didn't think it was, uh, you know, anything that would have drew the flag. 
Ultimately, you got a guy that's hurtling out of bounds. Oh, the second guy. Oh, yeah. okay. Number nine okay. came in there and got him mid midair. Intended receiver uh, downfield is Malcolm Williams, and it will go incomplete. And we've got uh, an offensive lineman from the Argonauts in trouble down at the 35. After the penalty, the Argos had the ball at the Hamilton 35-yard line. And it's uh, one of the Hoggies on his back right now. And we'll try and get a number for you as soon as we can. Well, I don't want to make a mistake, but I'm I'm thinking it's Brandon Washington. Yeah, it is. I can now see it's a uh, see the 59 on the shoulder yeah. from up here. Yeah, I don't know what happened, but uh, he looks like he's in uh, quite a bit of pain, laying in a prone position right now. Brandon came up here last year and, and spent the last month and a half or so on the PR, and uh, out of the U, the University of Miami. He was a I first became aware of him. As a, as a guy who likes both brands of football and, and a long-suffering Eagles fan, he was a Philadelphia draft pick uh, back in, uh, boy, 2012, I think it was. And uh, he's been kicking around the NFL and came up here last year, 6'3", 320. And he went down, and they're, they're working on him down on the sideline. So a minute nine remain here in the opening half of football. And he's sitting up, which is good news, and being helped up. And walking off on his own. That is good to see. Yep. Jamal Campbell comes in to replace him at the left tackle position. But, uh, again, you got guys coming into camp, Washington, Campbell, uh, and you know that you got a vacancy at the left tackle position. All you got to do is perform. All you got to do is be aggressive. And all you got to do is fit in with the rest of the guys on that O-line. And you can pretty much guarantee a job. Not only did he get up, he sprinted off. Well, it's offensive line, but I guess as much as you can sprint. <laughs> More like a waddle. It was, it was good. He got her off in a hurry. Was, so that's, that's good news. The only thing that the coaches don't want to see here is injury. Yeah. And that's why most, if not all, of the Argonaut starters are back in Toronto. or sitting somewhere here uh, at, I almost said Ivor Wynn, at Tim Hortons Field. Second out of 10 from the 35-yard line. Ticats send the house with a flag down. There's a fade pattern that is caught inside the 10, but they are going to blow this dead before the ball was thrown. Did an Argonaut move? Yep. Penalty against the Argonauts. I believe he said 84, and if that's the case, that's the line well. Was Levi out on the field? I do not see Levi out on the field. Maybe 82. Uh, you know, That'd be Malcolm Williams. Yeah, and that, that's one of the nuances of the CFL game. These these receivers really have to understand, and they have to be able to time their waggle just right that they don't jump the gun and jump offside. Malcolm's a Canuck. He should know better. Timing up the cadence so with the quarterback, who drops back and then gets dropped down back at the 49-yard line. McLeod Bethel Thompson sack. At the 49-yard line, it was second and 15, and now they're out of field goal range into this win. Yeah, it was a simple game. Defensive tackle and the left end are playing a little game. Offensive line doesn't pick up the switch. There's some penetration, and Bethel Thompson is down on his butt. So these are the little things that the O-line really have to work out. Picking up the switch, taking on the penetrator, tracking the looper. All the nuances of the game that will come, but you, you need to get lots of reps at those at those stunts. 
So it will be Hyralahu into punt. Argos letting the clock move down. They snap it with one second left. And a wobbly punt into the wind will be taken inside the five-yard line, and the are, they won't get much further. And that was uh, Wilder down on the tackle on special teams. So the running back, James Wilder Jr., went down for the tackle. I talked to him for an article uh, fairly early in camp, and I talked to him about the value of special teams for an import rece- uh, running back who may not start, and his eyes lit up. And yeah. He said, I love playing special teams. He, he basically played for three years in the NFL because of his special teams. Yeah, and if you want my player of the half, I'm, I'm going with James Wilder. The guy's been all over the place on special teams, and he's uh, he's been a workhorse in the backfield as well. Can you address him and Whitaker? You know, I'm hoping you can beat both those guys on the roster. Uh, dressed at the same time, I don't know. But again, thunder and lightning, right? Yep. Running play going to come over to the near side, and that is going to be broken up early and uh, in on the tackle. From the tackle position is Dylan Wynn, who was in on a couple of tackles last week. Came up here in, was it May or March? It was uh, this spring. Anyway, he came up as a free agent from Oregon State. Get that. He comes by that strength naturally. He was a ranch hand back in his his early days. Those guys were tough. So we'll see what the tie cats dial up here. Dying seconds of half number one, and we're going to get another tie count, uh, time count violation against the tie cats. Kent Austin will not be amused. <laughs> well, I'm pretty impressed. I can say by the interior too. Uh, Dylan Wynn, uh, Matt Carson, uh, you got Ken Bishop, and uh, um, you know, subbing in now and then. Uh, I thought the interior two are playing very, very well, especially in that 40 front. Uh, again, it takes time to develop that continuity and, and uh, consistency with, with what your ends are doing and what your linebacker is doing. But overall, I think they're doing a pretty good job of controlling the gaps. Ten seconds left, and the Ticats are going to punt the football away. And we will see if Marquise Jackson can break one. He'll take it back at the 41-yard line. Little man, let's see what he can do. To the 50, to the 55, with no time left on the clock. So that's going to do it. We'll go to the break with the Argonauts trailing 16-7. The only scoring play, the one-yard touchdown run from James Wilder Jr. When we come back, we'll continue to break things down and look ahead to the regular season as the Argonauts and Ticats go to the intermission with the score 16-7 Hamilton. You're listening to Toronto Argonaut Football on the home of the Double Blue. This is TSN 1050. 